Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, Mom, if you're watching, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for putting up with me. Uh, I know that uh, you gave birth to me and it was difficult and it didn't make sense. And then you raised me and it was difficult and it didn't make sense. And so, Mom, I just want to let you know that I love you and I appreciate you. Donna, you're the best mother-in-law I could ever ask for. The way that you exemplify your marriage to your husband and your love for your kids and the way that you've accepted me as an individual, I've, I've just, I love you and I'm thankful for you. And Bethany, you are a fantastic mother to our boys. You've had to learn how to adapt to having three boys who all love adventure and to be wild, and you're a fantastic mother, and I love you, and I love everything about you. Now, if you're a mom in this church, we celebrate you, and we're thankful for everything that you do, and we're thankful for the fact that you are who you are. Now, I know that some of us, uh, some people, are not mothers, and there's some choice within that, and then there is also some difficulty within that. And so we celebrate the spiritual mother as well. We celebrate those moms that, that are giving hope and joy through Jesus to the kids around them. We have many of those who celebrate in our own kids' ministry and within our church as well. We celebrate the moms that are honorary moms, people that uh, we trust with our kids in difficult times or maybe we need a break. We celebrate you as well. And so we're so thankful for the moms, whether you are a, a spiritual mom, an honorary mom, a physical mom, we celebrate you. We're thankful for everything that you've done. This morning, we uh, are celebrating Mother's Day, and we're in between sermon series. And so uh, we finished one, and next week we start another, and Pastor Sean has asked me uh, to preach, and he said, you can pick any topic you want. And so naturally, I flipped open my Bible and started reading, because I was like, what do I speak about? And do not cut your beard. I was like, ah, I probably shouldn't preach on that this morning. And so I thought in my head, what do we need to hear? What do mothers need to hear? What do we need more of in our lives? And in my life, the thing that I've had to learn the most with, uh, with this last year and this last couple of years has been rest. And so this morning, I want to talk to you about rest and Sabbath. But I'm not going to tell you how to do Sabbath because we all celebrate Sabbath and rest differently. In fact, on, on Wednesday, right in the middle of writing this sermon, right in the thick of it, I had a phone call from a good friend of mine who said, hey James, let's go fishing, uh, prawning more specifically. And so uh, naturally in that moment, I thought yes and amen, but I'm also nervous because I have to get this done. And so uh, I thought, well, I got to practice what I preach i got to go fishing. And then there's a scripture uh, that I quite enjoy um, that came to mind immediately when this individual invited me to go fishing. And it was Mark chapter 6, verse 32. It says, So they left in a boat for a quieter place. And I thought, well, it's, at this point it's scriptural, so I have to, I have to go. <laughs> and so uh, I went fishing, 
And I went and pre- I went prawning and got a lot of prawn, and I'm very excited about that. My wife doesn't eat them, and so it will just be me eating shrimp tacos and whatever, a whole bunch of other things. And so, as you can see, I have a, a, a camping setup. Camping is something that I enjoy. Camping is something that I really like to do. It brings me relaxation. It brings me Sabbath. Uh, There's uh, a couple of times last year, uh, I went camping with just Dallas. Uh, One time in August specifically, Dallas and I, we went camping, and I got to teach him and show him what I really love and enjoy about camping. It's this solitude. It's this entering of rest. And then again in November, in the pouring rain, uh, I went again with Dallas and and we went camping. And one of my favorite things to do while camping is just sitting in my chair in front of the fire with my headphones in, listening to an audiobook where someone read me the Bible. And I honestly, when I'm by myself or maybe Dallas is in bed, I will listen for hours and hours Because there's some sort of relaxation that comes in my life when I read or listen to this audiobook when I'm camping. Or I really like uh, fishing. I really enjoy uh, taking out the rod and and going fishing. I really enjoy being out on the water in my little boat uh, out and, and fishing. And I don't even care about catching fish. Actually, a lot of the time, I let fish go. Um... Bethany gets a little frustrated with me uh, because of that, but hey, I find rest and Sabbath within a few activities. And it's important to me because I've gone through a season, a couple of seasons of life where I didn't practice rest. I didn't practice Sabbath. And I can tell you right now that my life started to fall apart and, and my spiritual life started to fall apart. And my mental health started to fall apart. And so I am here to tell you that rest is vitally important. And so instead of telling you what you should do to find rest, to find Sabbath, I thought I would just point out three important things that you should find within your rest. Whatever your hobby is, whatever the thing is that you like to do, three things that you should find within your rest rest. But first, we should read some scripture, because that's important, and what biblical rest looks like. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1, therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. We'll expand on this in a little bit. But what he's saying is, is, let us not fall short of rest in the name of busyness, in the name of productivity. Let us not be found short of rest. And so we need to learn how to rest. And we'll expand again more theologically on that verse in a moment. But rest is important. We can all agree that rest is important. In fact, we would see that rest is a commandment. It's the fourth commandment out of Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. The fourth commandment, an important commandment. 
And not only is it a commandment in Exodus that we see, we see God himself celebrating and practicing rest. On the seventh day of creation, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 2, by the seventh day, God had finished all the work that he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from his work. Now, in Jeremiah chapter uh, 32, it talks about how God created the heavens and the earth and, it, and how he created all these things, and it wasn't difficult for him. Like, it wasn't hard. In fact, if we read Genesis, it talks about how he breathed, and this happened. Breathing is generally not that hard for me. And so I know that God didn't rest because he was tired or he was weary and he was burnt out. He, he rested, I like to believe, for two reasons. One, he was done. And then two, he was modeling rest for us. Which begs a question. If it's a commandment and we see God doing it, is it really that important? I would say it's vitally important to who you are. If we see our God himself celebrating rest, doing rest, celebrating the Sabbath, it is vitally important. It's critical to our spiritual, our mental, our emotional, and our physical well-being that you would find rest. Now, I uh, was um, on this online forum uh, with a bunch of youth pastors, and we were talking about rest and talking about the idea of rest, and, and one person chimes in and says, uh, because they knew I was preaching on Mother's Day, they said, rest, a thing mothers never get. And I uh, I thought that was kind of, they were being comical uh, about it, but then at the same time, I, I, I responded and I said, actually, if you, don't, if, if, if you don't find rest, I need to talk to your significant other, <laughs> or I need to talk to your family members that support you, your friends, because it is vitally important for all of us to get rest. And so I try my best to make sure that Bethany has rest in her life. Now, I can't make her celebrate the Sabbath, but I can help her by sleeping in every Saturday. Not me sleeping in, her sleeping in. <laughs> so, I want to talk to you about three major elements to rest. These three major elements that are, are in your rest. Three things that you need to have in your rest every single time you celebrate Sabbath. It's easy. Prayer, peace, and purpose. Whatever it is, whether you're camping, you're fishing, you're hiking, you're in your garden, prayer, peace, purpose. And so the first is prayer. When we partake in Sabbath, there should be an element of prayer within it. One of the most important aspects to rest is communication with our Heavenly Father. One of the most important aspects to rest is communication with our Heavenly Father. True rest, true wholeness comes from relationship with God. There's scripture that says there's no rest for the wicked. And what they're talking about in that moment is there's no rest for those who are outside of Christ. So true rest happens within relationship with God. Relationship with God happens and is formed and continues to grow in prayer. 
So as we read in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you have fallen short of it. As we've already read, the author here is telling us that we need to continue to strive for rest. The rest he's talking about is everlasting rest. This life and life abundantly that comes with the promise of the cross. The author holds out the possibility that people in his audience don't know spiritual rest. He holds out the possibility that there are people that maybe don't possess faith. And so within my Sabbath, I need to possess faith, prayer, and relationship and commune with God. Those people that he's talking to in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1, maybe they didn't understand what true relationship with God looked like. And so part of our rest, we need to have an element of prayer. Because we would all know whatever situations are in our lives, whether you're married, you're single, you work, in school, we all know that relationship is best strengthened within communication and honesty. And so I grow closer to God when I can be honest and open in my relationship and uh, and my communication with God. And so if I want true biblical rest and I want a deep relationship with God, I need to communicate with him through prayer. And the fundamental purpose of prayer is to deepen our relationship with God. And as we deepen our relationship with God, we will deepen our peace and we will deepen our rest. We'll deepen our Sabbath. So prayer, in my opinion, is vital to rest. And we see Jesus a number of times in Scripture pray. But when he prays, he goes. And I have a few scriptures that I'll share, but they're not on the screen. Like Luke chapter 4, verse 42, he goes off to a lonely place for prayerful communion with his Father. Or in Mark chapter 6, verse 46, after saying goodbye to the people, after multiplying the loaves, he goes up the mountain to pray. Or in Luke chapter 6, Verse 12, just before choosing his disciples, he goes into the hills to pray. So Jesus continues to model prayer time and time again. Rest, prayer. And he, he often goes away. He often finds rest. And he ties it with prayer. Then Jesus gives us instruction on how to pray. As we've gone through in a previous series out of Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 to 6, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward in full already. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, And pray to your Father who is unseen, for 
then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. I think prayer, uh, away from the public eye, helps us focus more exclusively on God. Helps us center our lives on Him. And so proper Sabbath helps us center our lives with the one who created us. And so it's a, taking a moment away and saying, God, you matter. God, you're important. And so I focus on you. And I think that prayer gives us the opportunity to allow God to speak to us about our day-to-day. Previous series, we talked about God, know my anxious thoughts. In a state of rest, we can allow God to calm our anxious thoughts. Allow God to speak to us and bring peace. Because I do believe that prayer can bring peace into our lives. True biblical rest, true Sabbath should bring peace. And so when we practice Sabbath, when we practice rest, we should be practicing peace and seeking peace. Because biblical rest is more than just the absence of conflict. It's a wholeness, and it points us towards the Creator. It points us to the presence of something bigger. It points us to the presence of God. The word peace uh, happens 237 times in the Old Testament. The Hebrew word translates into shalom, which is a, a fun word. And this word means completeness, soundness, welfare. It comes from the root, uh, root word shalem, which means to make amends or to make whole or to make complete. And shalom is often used as a Jewish greeting to one another. Shalom, my brother. Peace be with you. May you be well, is what they're saying when they say that. And so shalom is this, this is bigger than just a word. There's this great meaning of making amends, making whole, making complete, this peace. In Greek, the word peace means, is irene, means Peace means quietness and rest, and it originates from the word edro, which means to join or tie together into whole. And so from my own personal study, when the Bible starts talking about peace, it's actually talking about unity with God. It's talking about how there is this great peace that needs to happen between our souls and the creator of heaven. And there's a great difference between the peace of this earth and the peace of heaven. Because earth and the things around us won't actually bring us true soul-craving peace. That peace can only be brought by Jesus, by God. And like I said, it's more than the absence of conflict. It's more than the absence of your stress. It's more than the absence of your anxiety or whatever it is. Biblical peace is taking action to restore a broken situation. It's taking action to restore brokenness within us and the perfection of God. 
And there are many areas of our lives that need restoration, that need peace, that need God to come and to renew and to restore. And that's why the Bible actually calls us to pursue peace, pursue God. In Psalm chapter 34, verse 14, turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. It's this action item. It's telling us that it's not good enough just to be like, I'm sitting in my camp chair looking at a fire, but I pursue peace. I first, I, I pray to the Lord, recognizing that he is greater and bigger than I will ever be, and I need to reconcile my soul with him. And so Sabbath is this reconciliation between what's broken and what is right, and we are to pursue rightness with God. Within our rest, we are called to allow God to examine our hearts, examine our minds, so that we may have shalom. Colossians 3.15 says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. This means we have the choice to either trust God's promises, we trust Him by letting His peace rule in our hearts, or we deny God's peace and try to trust in ourselves and deny His peace. I would rather trust God's peace. And I find in my own personal life, I do not have peace when I do not trust God. And I often feel restless and tired when I'm trying to do it all on my own and I'm leaving God over here. And so I'm contending this morning that you would focus on the Holy Spirit, that you'd focus on God and that you would allow him to bring this inner peace to you because that inner peace only comes through relationship with God the Father. I mean, in our house, we have this sign Psalm 46.10, be still and know that I am God. My hope is that in every situation, every moment of every day, that you would be able to find yourself still. That you would know that He is God. That He can bring peace to your life. That you would practice shalom. That you would practice Sabbath. You'd rest. Because it is only Him that can bring that. And that's why one of God's names is Yahweh Shalom, the Lord of peace. God is the creator of rest. Genesis chapter 2, verse 2. He's the creator of rest. And true rest must have us searching for peace. And true peace must have us searching for God. Let me ask you a question. Are you, at, are you at war with yourself? Are you at war with yourself? Do you find yourself searching for, for rest? Do you find yourself searching for peace in the world around you? Maybe if I just get a, a raise at work, I'll be comfortable. Or maybe if I just buy this certain watch or do this certain thing, I will have peace. Maybe if I study up on this religion more, I'll have a greater understanding. 
and I'll find peace. No, I'll be honest with you, that ain't going to happen. You need to surrender your life to Jesus. You need to surrender your life to God, and you need to surrender all your situations to God and find peace within Him. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Come to me, Jesus says, and I will give you rest. Not come to the world around you. You come to your friends and family. It says, come to me. Come to Jesus. Come to God. This is an invitation to trust Jesus personally. To be still and know him. And I'll give you rest for your soul, it says. I'll give you rest for your soul. Psalm 46.10. Be still and know that I am God. Be still in the deepest parts of who you are in your soul. Be still and know and trust. And I'll bring you peace that surpasses all understanding. I'll bring you a peace that you will never be able to find on your own, God says, Jesus says. I will bring you true shalom within your rest and in your Sabbath. And maybe you're in a season of life where maybe you have been searching. Maybe you have been looking away or looking around and looking away at different ways to find peace. You need to know that that peace will will never be found elsewhere rather than Jesus. Maybe you don't know Jesus. Maybe you don't know him personally. Maybe you don't have that relationship with him like in the first when we're talking about prayer and how we're having to have this deep relationship with God. Maybe you don't know him. Maybe you've walked away from him. Maybe you sit on the computer researching different religions because maybe you'll find something. Maybe you find yourself looking for peace in a relationship with those around you, a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever it is. Let me tell you, you will not find peace there. You will only find peace within a relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you don't have that, you can text LIFE to 250-478-7113. And what will happen is one of our pastors on staff will point you towards an everlasting life, this everlasting peace. And we'll point you towards Jesus. And we'll help you get back on track or maybe on track for the very first time with a relationship with God. Our third and final point this morning is purpose purpose. I believe God designed rest on purpose. (laughs) I believe God designed rest because we are more than just robots roaming through life. Rest is ultimately tied to the sanctity and dignity of human life. We need to rest because you are more than just a producer. You are more than just a producer. And so we need to rest because when you rest, you declare, I have value that's not tied to my productivity. You have value that is not tied to your productivity. You have value because Jesus loves you, that God has given you value. He knows who you are and he loves you. And so I would beg the question to be answered. What is the purpose of Sabbath. 
What is the purpose of rest? I mean, we've already labeled two already. Relationship with the Creator through prayer. And finding peace within His promise. Sometimes, sometimes people have a problem with rest. People have a problem with Sabbath. Because they're addicted to being busy. I find in my own life, often I haven't seen someone for a very long time. And they're like, James, how you been? I'm like, ah, oh, busy. Why is that my immediate response? It's actually, in my opinion, disgusting that we celebrate busyness. I want to celebrate rest. I want to celebrate rejuvenation. I want to celebrate your relationship with God. And so maybe instead of saying, James, how have you been? Instead of saying busy, I could say complete, whole, striving, thriving. Because hopefully through that, I will be able to find rest through prayer, through peace, through purpose. See, Sabbath isn't about being lazy. Sabbath isn't about being a leech. Sometimes we think about Sabbath as a prison, and we can't do this, we can't do that, we can't go here, we can't go there. There's different uh, areas of the world and different uh, religions that, that believe that. You can't touch the, the button on the elevator because that's too much work on Sabbath. That's not what Sabbath is at its core. That's legalistic. And that's not what Sabbath is at its core. We need to understand that Sabbath is a beautiful gift from God. And when it comes to Sabbath and rest, absolutely, 100%, there are things I will not do. There are conversations I will not have. There are places that I will not go. Because I think there is a point to put boundaries on your rest. There is a point to put boundaries on your Sabbath. Restriction is necessary, but it's not the point in and of itself. Now, hear me when I say this. If we practice rest, but do not place restrictions on our activity, we will soon not have rest at all. And so, restriction is necessary. I think the purpose of rest is boundaries and margins to bring fruit to the rest of our lives. Genesis chapter 2 verse 3 states that God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it he rested from all the work which God created and made. The Hebrew word Sabbath translated rest does not refer to a requirement to sleep or take a break due to weariness. In vast majority of scriptures, the Bible translates Sabbath or rest to some sort of stopping or ceasing. Taking a pause. Pressing pause on life. Exodus chapter 23 verse 12. Six days you are to do your work. But on the seventh day, you shall cease, stop, pause, so that you may rest and refresh. Refresh. I, that's, that's where I stop and I focus a little bit. The purpose is to refresh. 
we refresh our relationship with God. We refresh our, our understanding of His promises and His peace. The Sabbath is a day to push the reset button of resting. And that reset, that rest, is an act of faith. It's a reminder that no matter what we do, God is in control. No matter the predictivity of life, no matter the workflow that you're in, the stresses that you have, God is in control. And it's a reminder to tell ourselves that again and again and again. When we cease from pursuing our material goals each day, each week, we're saying, God, I trust you. God, I trust you to maintain control. And I, I genuinely believe that proper Sabbath is a preview of heaven. Where we stop and we cease from the work and the toil of life. And we celebrate and we just sit in the wholeness and the rest of God. And so the purpose is exactly that. That we would rest in the wholeness of God. Peter Scazzaro writes the book Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Now Peter, uh, in this book, he talks about a whole bunch of different things, but then he talks about uh, Sabbath. And then he talks about uh, the daily office, actually. And so Peter, in this book, he talks about the daily office and how we are to uh, uh, stop, pause, pray, and sit silent every single day. He talks about how that's important, not just to celebrate the Sabbath for one whole day, but maybe celebrating moments of Sabbath, moments of rest every single day where we focus on God. It's important. And I would contend to you this morning that maybe once a week isn't enough. Maybe one whole day is great, but there are moments every day that you need to allow God to calm your anxiety, calm your burnout, calm your stress, and that we need to every single day hand these things over to God. But James, I don't have time. <laughs> I can't find time for that. I'm not asking you to find time. I'm asking you to make time. Pull out your calendar right now. Look at your week and say, Monday at this time, I can pause for just 10 minutes. I can Sabbath for just 10 minutes on Tuesday at this time. And literally put it into your calendar so you don't miss it. I'm not asking you to find time. I'm asking you to make it. Where can you go? What can you do? What's your campsite? Where's your fishing hole? Maybe you need to just stop for 10 minutes on your drive home at the lagoon. Or somewhere where you can just pause for 10 minutes and focus on the Lord. On the, there's a podcast I was listening to uh, by Annie F. Down uh, called That Sounds Fun. And uh, her comment in her podcast says, if you work with your hands, 
you should try Sabbath with your mind. And if you work with your mind, maybe you should try Sabbath with your hands. And this actually spoke to me because I found that a lot of uh, my work here at the church is with my mind, and uh, a lot of my hobbies are with my hands. And, and maybe I would ask for you to find a hobby that is maybe different from your day-to-day, that you can celebrate God. But whatever you do, wherever you go, my question would be, are, are you communing with God? Are you talking to Him? Are you praying to Him? Are you allowing His peace to come into your life? Jesus urges us in Matthew chapter 11, 28 to 29, come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Let me pray. God, I pray that as we, um, as we search for peace, God, first of all, may we search for you. May we find you. Lord, as we knock, Lord, I pray that you would answer. God, I pray that we would continue to put you first in our lives. Lord, in our prayer, in our Sabbath prayer, may we focus on you but we, may we be honest in our commune with you, in our conversation with you. Lord, I pray that, that you would give peace to those who need it this morning. That you would continue to wash over each individual, each mother, father, brother, and sister. Lord, that you would continue to to bring a peace that surpasses all understanding. And Lord, I pray that we would all block off time here and there to properly celebrate rest. Lord, as Pastor Tyson and I talked a lot of the stunting of our spiritual growth comes from not being able to rest or not resting properly in you. So I pray that we would rest in you, that we would be purposeful in our rest. We love you, Jesus. In your name, amen. Amen. Happy Mother's Day. I love you. We're thankful for all of you who call this church home. We pray that you have a great week this coming week, and we'll see you next week.